by the end of 1881, Edison had a system he thought would work. He'd created a massive generator that weighed 27 tons and was powerful enough to light up more than 1,000 lights. He figured out how to subdivide the electricity as well, using a number of smaller wires to feed into one main wire. This was important because the copper used for the wire was very expensive, and subdividing saved a lot of money. The system was ready. Now all Edison had to do was convince the city of New York to let him dig up its streets and put that system into place. Edison moved his business into a four-story brownstone in Manhattan, calling it the Edison Electric Illuminating Company. By the summer of 1882, Edison and his business ventures had taken over a number of buildings throughout the city. Two buildings on Pearl Street were among his most important acquisitions. These would be the center of his lighting system downtown. Power stations housing two massive dynamo generators that would feed lights for a square mile all around. Taking advantage of the rave reviews from the Paris exhibition, Edison secured the help of influential financial backers, such as banker J.P. Morgan, and finally received permission to dig the trenches for his electrical wires. The digging went on at night, while by day, Edison's labs worked to make the wires and bulbs. Piece by piece, the complicated system was put together. Edison had surged ahead of the rival companies and was well on his way to winning the race to bring lights to the streets of Manhattan. By the autumn of 1882, the signs of success were evident. Parts of the downtown area near Pearl Street had gone electric. When Edison threw the switch that powered those lights, he remarked, I have accomplished all that I promised. Edison had also brought electric lights indoors, installing a full set of lights in J.P. Morgan's mansion. This was a huge story for the press and made the public even more excited about the idea of electric lights. Edison, the businessman, was proving to be just as successful as Edison, the inventor. Note. J.P. Morgan. John Pierpont Morgan was one of America's most powerful men. He founded J.P. Morgan & Company, which became one of the wealthiest banking houses in the world. Before that, Morgan accumulated a great deal of wealth through railroads and eventually gained control over more than half of all the railroads in the country. In 1882, Edison installed 300 lights in Morgan's lavish Manhattan mansion. This helped promote Edison, and for a while, Morgan was one of his chief financial backers. End of note. A death in the family. While his business ventures were thriving, things were getting bleaker in Edison's neglected home life. Mary's health continued to worsen as she sank further into lonely depression. Keeping house and raising three children all alone was overwhelming, and on doctor's orders, Edison had the family moved to the Clarendon Hotel 
on 4th Avenue. But things kept deteriorating. Edison found time in his busy schedule to finally take Mary on a brief vacation to Florida. Their rest was short-lived, and they returned to the news that Mary's father was quite ill. It was 1884, and Edison stood by his wife as her father passed away that spring. The death was an ominous sign of things to come. Mary got sick again and was confined to her bed back in Menlo Park. Edison spent his days worrying over her, and his nights sneaking away to his lab in New York. While at the lab, Edison got the devastating news that Mary's condition was serious. On August 9th, just short of her 30th birthday, Mary Edison died. Edison was desolate. Work was his passion, but his family was dear to him, his source of safety and stability. As summer turned to fall, Edison found himself all alone, the sole parent to his three children. Business pressures were building up around him as his rivals in the electricity game had gotten stronger. The next few years would prove difficult, and Thomas Edison would have to face some of the stiffest challenges yet.